All right. Well, I promise this is my last time to get up here for a minute. Um, listen, normally we would have uh, a live word here, but we have a special treat tonight, and I'm really very, very excited about, uh, about the word for tonight. It is going to be an incredible night. Is anybody doing okay? Everybody feeling good? I know the storm comes, and it's like we call it rainy day, lazy day. Come on, but let's not get lazy up in here, right? Can we get a little bit energetic for Jesus right now? Come on. That's, there it is. That's the youth pastor inside of me. I just need to feel the energy. Come on. No, um, but listen, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jason Townsend. I'm one of the lead pastors here. And you guys, we have um, at City Point Church, we have a board of, of uh, board members of our church, and they are pastors that live all over the United States. And every now and then, we like to get some of them in front of you, whether they can be here in person or uh, via video. But tonight, you guys have a very, very special treat. Um, one of my longest standing adult friends uh, is going to be sharing a word tonight. And man, w when he was talking to me about what he's going to be sharing, I can't tell you how pumped I got because I I'm really, really excited. It's, it's a subject that I really get excited about. Um, but can I tell you something? Every now and then, you meet pastors, and you know I'm not I'm not saying anything negative, but every now and then you meet a pastor that man, it's like they are the same person on the platform as they are off the platform. And how many of you know that's what we should strive for, right? But can I tell you something? The man of God that is about to share tonight, I I can say hands down is one of the most anointed, one of the most incredible men of God that I have the privilege of even having in our life. And the fact that he is on our board, it is a privilege for us, and it is a priv privilege for you guys because of what this man carries. And I have felt that way since he, I mean, he's younger than I am by a couple of years, but I have felt that way since I met the dude very first day. But I, I'm not going to take up a ton of time, but I just want to say that he is an incredible man of God, and I'm really excited about the word that he's going to bring. So without further ado, let's go Go ahead and let's watch this. Good evening, City Point Church. Listen, my name is Pastor Antonio Cooper. I have the privilege, the honor to be one of the board members here at City Point Church and a good friend of Pastor Jason Townsend. They've been my best friends uh, since I was right out of high school. And so uh, it's an honor to be able to share with you today. We are in a series entitled Names of God. Somebody say names. Names are important. They are vital. I love the story a few weeks ago about uh, Pastor Tiffany and her real estate uh, business and how she uh, basically got denied a new client because her name was Tiffany. She wasn't old enough and she wasn't Christian enough. That's incredible. Uh, but we have preconceived notions when it comes to the names of people, but also the names of God. And I get the privilege, the honor to be able to share with you on the subject, the topic of Jehovah Rapha, that is the God who heals. Now, I don't know what your preconceived notion about healing is, but we're going to get into the scriptures and we're going to see God as the healer today. So I'm excited. Is anybody excited in the building tonight? And I love this series because we've been talking about the names of God represent who he is. You can understand the character of God and the identity of God through his name. The Old Testament is where Jehovah Rapha is first introduced, and it's in Exodus 
15, 26, it says this. He said, if you will diligently listen to Yahweh, your God's voice, and will do that which is right in his eyes and pay attention to his commands and keep all his statues, I will put none of these diseases on which I have on the Egyptians on you, for I am Yahweh who heals. Psalms 103, 2 and 3 says this, praise Yahweh, my soul, and don't forget all his benefits, who forgives all of your sins, who heals all of your diseases. Now, we live in a fallen world. We know sickness, disease is not from God. Uh, God does not put cancer, sickness on people to teach them a lesson. Now, will he use those things. Yes, he will. But we live in a fallen world, a fallen environment. And so God is always trying to restore humanity. He's always trying to bring about his love, his justice, his mercy on the things that we are facing in this world. My story is a story that uh, came out of nowhere, a testimony that I did not have three months ago. I uh, encountered this rare syndrome entitled or called GBS, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Uh, this is a, a attack on your nervous system, and it starts usually at the bottom of your body, so your feet, and it climbs up to your legs. Uh, I can remember feeling like light tingling in my feet and in my legs, not being able to walk as straight, but there was nothing that was too serious. I thought I was just sore from the gym. Uh, I then began to experience eye loss, the double-sided, uh, seeing double. And when that happened, I immediately went to quick care. They said, yeah, you should get checked out. We don't know what's going on, but you need to go into the hospital. And I've been so burned out with hospitals. Um, I, I said, you know what, I, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to tough it out. Uh, that following week, it continued to progress. It continued to climb up my body. Um, and and then I found myself not even being strong enough to get up and to go downstairs. And so when that happened, I admitted myself into the hospital. Uh, a few days later, I end up uh, finding out that I have lupus that triggered Guillain-Barre. Uh, this symptom, this syndrome is something that is less than a 1% chance for people to have the lupus triggering this thing called GBS. And so I had to face what I believed for. I'm a preacher. I'm uh, running in ministry. I'm believing God. I'm talking about the healing power and the virtue of God. I'm talking about uh, nothing coming through God's, uh, nothing coming to us unless it's through the filter of God. And now I'm faced with this new reality. I'm faced with this reality of uh, figuring out, do I really believe this thing? And do I believe that God is a healer? I remember the GBS was creeping up to my lungs, and so I had to go on a ventilator. I had to get sedated to get on this breathing machine. And I remember saying bye to my wife and saying bye to my friends and my family. And the moment that I got sedated and went under for those few weeks, that's when the enemy began to plant these lies that I was going to die. He began to uh, tell me, try to convince me that I was going to pass away. I remember waking up and my wife prepping me when people would visit and they would say, um, we're praying for you. We're believing God. And I had to decide. I thought that these people that were visiting me were saying their goodbyes. 
And so one day I woke up out of being sedated and I said, Monica, please stop planning my funeral. I thought she was planning my funeral because the lies that I was receiving in that sedated state from the enemy was something that was so strong and so powerful. And this is what the enemy wanted me to do. He wanted me to agree with him. He wanted me to partner with his plan for me to not believe God as a healer and to succumb to death. See, agreements are important. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this first point down. What you agree to is what you will live out of. And so my question to you is what have you been believing or agreeing to in your life when it comes to the healing power of God? When it comes to the virtue of God, do you believe that God can be your healer? It's in his name. It's in his name. And so we not, not only uh, have this opportunity to, to believe, we have the responsibility to believe God. If we don't believe God as a healer, which is in his name, then the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus, the cost of the cross is going to be voided. It's going to be null and void. It's going to be wasted. And so we have to steward the cost, steward the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, his body eaten for us. That is something that we have a responsibility to steward well in this sedated state. And while I'm feeling like my life is over and and, and believing that God uh, is not going to heal me and I'm not going to make it out of this, I began to receive my first vision from the Lord. The vision, I was in the hospital and he was to my right of my bed and all I can explain is he's sitting there and his legs are crossed and he's so confident in my healing. Uh, he has so much authority and he's sitting back, he's on this thing which was a bench and he's leaning on what I knew in the vision was my sickness. And in this moment, uh, he's he's looking straight at me and I'm almost looking at myself and looking at him. And he does this thing. He touches what I knew in the dream as the sickness. And when he touches it, that sickness begins to melt. The sickness begins to melt. And he looks at me and he says, you will live and you shall not die. And he looks at me again and he says, you will live and you shall not die. The portion of scripture that he was quoting is Psalms 118. And this is uh, this is in the Psalms 5, 15 through 17. It says, glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. And so God is quoting this to me and looking at me. And, and as I begin to sense the power and the presence of God, I begin to believe again that God is going to heal my life, that God is going to step in. He stepped in because he wasn't the one that caused it. He stepped in because he's a faithful father. He stepped in because he is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. So when he touched my sickness, it melted. Number two, seeing God as healer can be frustrating or freeing. Frustrating because God heals each person individually. It can be frustrating because healing is in his timing. 
frustrating because sometimes it's a moment for some people and it's a process for others. But these frustrations can be rooted out of a feeling instead of faith. We've looked at instances and scriptures in the Bible where Jesus is healing every person in the Gospels. There's not a person where he's denied the healing power when they come to him for healing. But one thing that we see that every person that came to Jesus and received this healing from him is this. They all came with some measure of faith, with some measure of trusting in him before we saw the breakthrough, before we saw the miracle. Second Corinthians five, seven says, for we live by faith and not by sight. Healing starts with faith. Not a feeling. Let me say that again. Healing starts with faith and not just a feeling. And so I'm believing God for my healing now. I'm beginning to um, pray and trust God all the while. Uh, all of these, the, the, the believers, the church, your church family was praying for me, was believing God, was was interceding and uh, what bombarding the gates of hell to be able to keep me alive. And I want to say I am super appreciative of that. I want to say that that was the best thing you can do. No money, uh, no food, uh, no vacation. Nothing could uh, substitute the power of prayer in that moment. So thank you, City Point Church, for interceding. Second vision that I received uh, was the same situation. I was in a hospital bed. This was a few weeks later and I'm laying there and I have this sense that there's this tall figure to my right of my bed. Uh, I couldn't see the, the actual figure, but I knew it was towering above me. And in this vision, I saw this thick sheet of paper on a table and the, the, the sh thick sheet of paper said death contract. And it had my name on it, Antonio Charles Cooper. But on the bottom left-hand corner of that death contract was this stamp. The stamp said this. It said voided. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I'll never forget this. This tall figure that was to my right said, hey, we want you to know. He was very intentional that I needed to know. He said this. We did this for you. He said, my name is the angel Michael, and I want you to know that we did this for you. He said, we heard the prayers of your people, and we did this for you. And I remember from that moment on, that's when things began to change. I remember that moment on, I began to believe, oh, I, I knew prayer was powerful. I knew believing God was powerful, but when I, when I understood that, oh, this was the reason why I'm alive is because the faith and the prayer of those around me literally snatched me from the plan of death and has the ability to give your life back. I remember calling Jason when I was in rehab after being sedated and just saying, please, Jason, please pray for me. Please believe God for me because I can't move. I can't move my body. And I'm, I, feel, I feel so vulnerable. It was the darkest moment in my life. And your pastor, my friend, answered the phone. Your pastor would text me. He would say, I'm believing God. He would text me randomly every few days and say, bro, I'm glad you are alive. 
I'm glad that you are alive and it's all because of God's faithfulness. The power of coming to God in faith, it'll tell you, it'll change your life. And tonight is your moment. The enemy has been putting so many things in your life. He's been wanting you to agree. He's been wanting you to be frustrated with the things that you're going through. And God wants to bring healing to you tonight. We just left a summer camp yesterday. I came home and I've seen the power and the miraculous work of God in the student ministries of this generation. And he can do it for you today. So what are you believing God for when it comes to healing? It's not just dictated for physically. It could be emotionally. It could be spiritually. But what do you believe in God for? Because no healing is too big or too small. Jesus heals Peter's mom lying in bed with a fever. And then in the same portion of scripture, he begins to heal many that are oppressed, many that are facing and dealing with demons. So he is indicating that there is no sickness, no disease that's too big for him, but there's no pain. There's no fever that's too small for, for him as well. He has the ability to bring healing and power and change the situation that you are in Matthew 8 14 says and when Jesus entered Peter's house he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever he touched her hand and the fever left her and she rose and began to serve him that evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick this was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah who took our illness and he bore our diseases God is so in love with you and so in love with him and so in love with her that he'll heal you in a different way, in a creative way, individually. But tonight could be your night. I am impressed to share with you the story of Thomas. We call him Doubting Thomas. He had a moment in his life where he said, if I don't see the scars, if I don't see the things that he went through, I will not believe. Thomas, when Jesus resurrected and showed himself to the disciples, wasn't there. And so he says, I want to see it in order to believe. And and Jesus being so gracious in his mercy, even when his and even when he's doubting, even when he's at the lowest point of his life and not trusting God, Jesus interacts with Thomas and he finds a way to meet him. He says, hey, Thomas, look at these scars. Look at the the things that I went through for you. Do you now believe And the scripture says that Thomas in that moment repented from his doubt and said, my God and my Lord says, hey, you're not just a friend, but you are savior now. And I want to submit that doubt. I want to give it to you and put my faith in you. What I love about the life of Thomas is even though he had a bad rap and even though he is considered doubting Thomas almost for the rest of his life, uh, we see that he actually ends up being a missionary in India. He ended up being a martyr. And how he died is he died from a spear. The same way that the same thing that he was doubting in his life was the same thing that he died for. He turned his doubt into an encounter with God. I'm here to tell you that that's what tonight is. Tonight is your opportunity to turn your doubt into an encounter with God. The question is, will you trust him one more time? This can be the fulfillment of your healing or this can be the beginning, the start. But I want to encourage you that he who began a good work in you will complete it. And so trust in him tonight because he can do an incredible work. Uh, we know this because this is 
who he is. Healer is in his name. He is the God who heals. Like I said, this could be physical. Uh, it could be emotional. It could be spiritual. But I really want you to press into God, and I really want you to steward the faith that he has given you, that little bit of faith, that little trust that you're feeling even now. Even now, that little bit of heart pounding like, God, I don't know if I should open myself up to trust in you again. I'm telling you, he'll meet you right where you are. So tonight, we're going to take a moment, and we want to believe God with you. We want to trust God and I want to be able to talk to your pastor and my friend, Pastor Jason, and say, man, uh, hear about the testimonies and the powerful work that God did. But it starts with your faith. It starts with you trusting God. And so my my question and my plea to you is, will you trust God tonight? Will you be like me and say, God, I'm going to begin to believe you, even if it hurts, even if I'm confused, even before I see the miracle, I'm going to trust you are good. And when I can't see your hand, I'm going to come to you because I trust in your heart. This moment for you. This is the moment that God wants to touch your life tonight. And so let's allow him to do a new work in us. Come on, do me a favor. Will you stand to your feet? I want to just take a moment. Um, first of all, such an incredible word. And how many of you believe that Jesus still heals today? Y'all, he still heals today. And I can't say that enough. I can't say it enough because he still heals today. And we were praying beforehand. Um, we do pre-service prayer at 4 o'clock. Y'all are welcome to come. One of the things that the Lord has stirred on my heart is that he wants to bring He wants to bring peace to someone tonight. And I believe I believe physical healing. I don't know if I don't know if you're sick, I don't know what's going on in your life, but the the thing that I feel like man, a lot of people struggle with is mental stuff, right? And how many of you know Jesus can heal your mental illness right now? All it takes, guys, is one touch. That's all it takes. And can I say something? I just want to say something. I feel led to say it right now. One thing that drives me nuts in our society, in the church, is that we give so much credit and power to Satan, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit moving, oh, no, no. It's not for today. Can I tell you that that is the plan of Satan in your life? To give him power, but rob God of power? It's in his name, Jehovah Rapha. It is his character. It is in his name. Why is it in his name? Because healing comes from Jesus. Do you believe that tonight? I don't know who in this room needs it. I, I have no idea. But I'm going to ask our, some of our prayer team people to come forward. And we're going to take some time, y'all. We're going to take some time and just let the Holy Spirit move. How many of you believe we serve the same God that 2,000 years ago rose Jesus from the dead? We serve the same God that the Spirit of the Lord raised Lazarus from the dead. 
And I don't know if anybody in this room is struggling, but a lot of times it goes along the lines of this. Oh, I believe he could do it for them, but not for me. How many of you know Jesus can touch you right now? And this is what I want to do. I just want everybody to close your eyes for a moment. And I want the Holy Spirit to just begin to move in this room. One thing that I love that Antonio said is that all it takes is a measure of faith. The Bible says that a mustard seed can move mountains. All it takes is a measure of faith. And I don't know what you're needing in this room, but I want you to begin to prepare your heart, Lord, that you're going to move in a mighty way. And whether it's something mental, whether it's something physical, whatever it is, the Lord can heal you tonight. I believe it. And I want to take just a moment And I want you to prepare yourself for what the Lord is going to do. And the prayer team is up here. We would love to pray with you. Lord, I pray right now that you would set a fire right now in our hearts.